welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. If you found our podcast in any way helpful or it has served you in some way, would you please prayerfully consider whether you can financially support our mission via Patreon? Patreon is a platform that allows people to make a monthly contribution to our mission. Running a ministry has a number of costs, including website and software expenses, new tech purchases and paying editors. Your financial contribution will help us stay focused on putting out new content each week. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We have varying tiers that you can choose from, including as little as $3 a month. And in return, we offer behind the scenes, bloopers, merch, mentoring, and more. We would love for you to join our community and hope you will consider joining us in helping one another to live life to the full. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Hello, Stina. How are you going? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Uh, so today, we're doing something a bit different. Uh, we're doing an episode where we're talking about our favourite scripture passages and the reactions that they evoke for, for, for us. So, uh, <laughs> that was so, a mouthful. It was a mouthful, wasn't it? It was like, it's not a mouthful. Yeah. But, oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Where do we start? Uh, well, your, what's your earliest memory with a scripture passage? Mm, earliest memory. This is hard. So I grew up reading a lot of the Old Testament stories, as I think most Christian kids do with the storybooks, you know, Noah and Moses and the dramatic stories. So I think I grew up reading most of those. But I think the actual like first passage, like from an actual Bible that I read, mm. I think was probably the Passion. Okay. I think. Okay, okay. That's the earliest my memory will go at this point. <laughs> sure, sure. What about you? Noah's Ark. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Noah's Ark. And, and it came from the little golden book. You know those little golden books? No. Okay, all right. Well, well, actually, it's probably because you grew up in your first formative years were Norway. Mm. Uh, so for, for Australians, and I, think, I guess for Americans maybe as well, I don't know, I'm not sure. Americans tell us, did you guys yeah. have the little golden books? Uh, but they were these little golden books. Uh, and um, they had this golden spine on them, and there was a whole series of them, and they had uh-huh. like, um, you know, th- th- there were often lessons about life in there and stuff like that, and and they had they had uh, the little golden book of Noah's Ark and the little golden book of the golden rule or the little golden oh. book of sharing or yeah 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 it was it was great it okay. was great so so we had the, the the little golden book of Noah's Ark yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, that, that was the first scripture passage that I can remember reading was was. Uh, uh, was Noah's Ark and the animals going in two by two. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, what about, um, do you have a favourite book of the Bible? Hmm. I've got two. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to narrow it's it down. It's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to narrow it down to two. Yeah, I want yeah. it to be like, I like Luke and I like Matthew and I like Mark and I like, you know. A bit of no, but that's cheating. You can't pick the Gospels. That's cheating. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I have picked the Gospels. No. So, so I've, I've got two. I've got Deuteronomy as the first one. Yeah. And I've picked the Gospel of John as the yeah, second Yeah, of course. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so 
and, and the reason that I've done it is that they're so similar to each other. Like I, Deuteronomy, so is is the last book of the Pentateuch, of the first five Bibles, mm. and it has the its its task, its its main thrust, I suppose, is to give a theological interpretation to everything that has gone before it in the previous books. And it's so beautiful. It's just, oh, it's, it really moves your heart. It's mm. really beautiful. And, and, and John, the Gospel of John, is kind of the same. It's sort of this theological interpretation, of, along with it's, it's extremely historical as mm-hmm. well, but it, it gives this theological, beautiful theological interpretation to the synoptics. And it's just like, wow, you're like the Deuteronomy of the gospel. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're right there. Uh, so, yeah, I love those both. They're just, oh, they're the best. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Cool. How about yourself? Well, look, now you're throwing the gospels in there. You've just mucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be the gospels. No, they're, well, they're the ones that I go to the most often. Mm. Um, in the little New Testament that you gave me, the little, little oh, black yeah, book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, little black book. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little little book of the New Testament. They're the ones I go through the most. Is yeah. the Gospels? So I just yeah. keep going back over. And there's just so much in there. Like I keep sitting with stuff and then going, oh, and then this and then that, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. like your brain just goes everywhere. Yeah. So there's a lot in there. But leaving the Gospels aside, sure, sure. <laughs> I would go over to the Psalms. I think the Psalms. Um, have become something that I lean on a lot in both the joyous times and the difficult, challenging times. There's always a psalm somewhere yeah, that just yeah. speaks to where your heart is at. Yeah, it's so true. I really like them. Um, but I also like um, the creation, so within Genesis and mm. the fall as well. It's another one of those spaces that I find really rich. And for my work at Virtue Ministry, I keep coming back to the yeah, same sections. Yeah. I keep rereading yeah, it. And I don't cool. know what I keep looking for, but it's like I'm oh, there's, there's like something, something else that I haven't yeah. haven't quite grasped yet. So I keep yeah. going back to that as well. How cool. Um and then the Proverbs as well. They're mm. beginning to sit more and more with me. That's well. really nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um what about um like surely you weren't that kid that just, you know, had the Bible open from two months old and started perusing <laughs> through and <laughs> um, surely we all had a point where, you know, we willingly went and grabbed a Bible out and started going through it for something. Like mm. what was what was that that moment for you? What made you go and pull the Bible out and what were you looking for? Or what did you find? Well, as, I, as I've affirmed before, I, I wasn't hatched. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't come out of, a, out of an egg ready-made with a Roman collar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, sort of like, oh, that, that, that bit in Genesis is very good, isn't it? You know, it, it's, <laughs> nor was I that two-year-old. It's, it's like, like baby it's boss. Like, you know, <laughs> mummy, mummy, tell me, what is, what is it, what, what does it mean here? What's the Greek for, uh, yeah. for, for, for this word here? No. Um, oh, not baby boss, boss baby. Boss baby, yeah, Boss yeah. baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, look, I, I, I can't actually recall a single first moment as a child that mm-hmm. I opened a Bible without being asked. Because I, I, I would often pick up the Bible and just have a read because it was just it was always something that was at the home, you know, and 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 um, uh, you know we had a family Bible sort of always in the in the house, and um, even though Dad at that time wasn't Catholic, um, he was still very much a committed Christian, and so the Bible always held a very important place in our in our house. Um, 
so it was just always there and I just, I'd, I'd just pick it up and be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's nice. So we were always generally encouraged to read scripture and just to read in general, mm. um, though we were never forced. Um, but a, a moment of need that I can think of where mm. it was sort of like I just I have to go to scripture. Um, a moment of need that I, I, in which I turned to scripture, I can remember, uh, you know, a, a moment of, um, I, I suppose, um, a moment of conversion or a moment of change. I, I can remember um, uh, going to the Bible and and um, you know looking for something and not being a hundred percent sure what it was that I was looking for. And and um, I came to Isaiah one eighteen. Uh, Come now, let us talk this over. Though your sins may be like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be like crimson, they shall be as wool. Oh, it's not the end of the world. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so, so yeah. how about yourself? Mm. I don't know about a first encounter as such. I'm trying to think back. My mum had a Bible that was about five times as thick as the thickest Bible that I own <laughs> because it was in Tamil and oh, wow, okay. it was just like there was lots of words in there. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I can't read Tamil. So, you know, like I remember – I remember flicking through that, but I didn't really sort of understand any of it. But I do recall a particular day where I'd had a, a spiritual encounter and it had left me sort of paralysed almost, not like in a serious manner, but it just left me a bit stumped and um, I just didn't know how to make sense of it and didn't know what to do with it. And I remember coming home and I was home alone and – all I sensed was that there was an interior distress and I didn't know why, I didn't know what I needed, I didn't know what else to do to become more settled. Mm. And so I just turned to the Bible like, it's like this is like it, it's not something I would, would have done before that and it just wouldn't have thought to do it. But mm. I just sort of went, I feel like there's comfort in this. And so I went, I went to the Bible. I remember turning to the Gospels and for some reason I just went straight past Matthew and Mark and went straight to Luke. I don't know why, but yeah. just went to Luke's gospel. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start reading from the beginning and I'm just going to keep reading until I'm content. And I have no idea why, but that's just what I'm going to do. And so it was almost like I found a bit of like safety mm. in the words. Like I just, and the, the more I read, the more secure I was feeling. Mm. And I read it out loud. I wasn't sort of reading it silently. I read it out loud and it didn't take, too long but I got to chapter five um, where Jesus calls Peter and Peter tells Jesus depart from me I'm a sinful man and I remember just dropping and sobbing like I just sobbed and sobbed and then I was like I don't even know why I'm sobbing like (laughs) what's going on this is so strange I don't understand what's going on Um, I was a total mess and I went okay well I just need to pause and let's just pray because I don't know what to do now. (laughs) What do I do with that now? And so I'm really glad that, you know, the Holy Spirit prompted me to do that and led me through the word like that Um, because then when I sat with it, it actually began to make a lot of sense. The spiritual encounter that I'd had beforehand and the words of Peter made me realise that I felt unworthy to have experienced what I'd experienced. So that sort of clicked for me. And I guess from that moment onwards – it's be- the Bible's become a little bit more familiar for me to go to. Like I feel much more comfortable 
That's going really to it, even if I don't know what I'm looking for and I'm just yeah. flicking and I'm not consciously looking for anything. That's so cool. It just feels yeah. much more comfortable. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about a verse that makes you laugh? <laughs> okay. So, look, it's cliche. Um, but I love that John makes a point of making note that he got to the tomb before Peter. <laughs> it's just, I just think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was respectful enough to, to get to the tomb and wait and let Peter, who was, you know, the lead disciple, come through first. You know, that was cool. But it just makes me laugh every time, every time I hear it. Have you seen that meme where it's like, you know, John and Peter run to the tomb, John to Peter. I got here first, Peter. No one will ever know. Yeah. And then John John's whispers, like, John whispers, they'll all know. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Um, another one is that Jesus naming James and John sons of thunder. Um, and, you know, like, which in, in other areas of the Gospels you can read why that might have been the case but it makes me laugh that Luke makes mention to the story and yeah. John doesn't <laughs> John leaves it out he's just like I'm the beloved disciple I'm not a son of thunder it's just, <laughs> just like and look maybe John was just like that was a very personal thing it's sure. no meaning to anyone else <laughs> looks like but, here it is but also like okay yeah cool he was he was human <laughs> I bet Peter told Luke too like, I'll get this boy back <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, what about you? For me, it's it's uh, um, with, with with some measure of reverence, I suppose I need to say this, but it's the transfiguration. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're a um, priest. What's I, going I know. On? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's like, why is this a funny moment, Father? What are you doing here? Wait for it. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's um, the transfiguration in Matthew and Luke's accounts. When Peter's all like, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let me build you some tents, and one for you, and one for Moses, one for Elijah. And uh, I, I always think, you know how Moses and Elijah are talking to Jesus? Yeah. I always have this picture of Moses being going to Jesus. So um, this guy. <laughs> First Pope, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> you, uh, you sit on that? Like, is, is that like a... Is that like a for sure thing or is it sort of, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, you got, you got, I get it, yeah. I get it. But reconsider, because Jesus, this man wants to build us tents. <laughs> Out of what exactly? We're on Mount Tabor, he has enough for what, one tent? I can imagine Elijah being all like, I like him, he's my kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> I just, that, oh. I remember one day that, that was when I needed oh, a laugh, I, I'd had a bit of a rough day. I needed a bit of a laugh, and I, I was I was praying with the, the 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 glorious mysteries, and that conversation just erupted in my head, <laughs> and I I thought to myself, Lord, that must have been from you. Yeah. I must have needed a good solid laugh. Thank you. So yeah, he has a good sense yeah. of humor. He does. He, he does. A good sense of humor. Oh, Peter. <laughs> yeah. This is why I like Peter. <laughs> That's right. I can relate to Peter. Yes, definitely, definitely. Oh, oh dear. What about a passage that you find comfort in? Is there something that you go to where you just need that little bit, little bit of, I don't know, security or warmth or um, something? For me, it's, it's uh, John chapter 21, verse 9. Okay. And it's, uh, again, perhaps an odd scriptural passage. Um, and when they got to land, they saw a charcoal fire. And it sounds weird, I know. Uh, but... Um, 
John doesn't waste a word. Peter, he denied Jesus by a charcoal fire. And so I, I imagine the look shared between Jesus and Peter. You know, Luke fills us in on that detail that when Peter denied Jesus, Jesus looked at him and he wept bitterly. And I just I have this, this image that when they come to shore and Peter sees the charcoal fire, you know, Peter would have still been so broken about his denial. He stood around a charcoal fire warming himself with those who arrested Jesus. And, and, and by this same fire, he denies Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times. And then to see the charcoal fire and Jesus standing by it, I can just imagine the look that it's exchanged between them. You know, I, I can see Peter's eyes welling up and, and Jesus looking lovingly at him and Peter gulping and doesn't even know if he can, if he can hold the gaze of the fire, let alone the gaze of Jesus. And, and it just it, it so reminds him of his failure. But Jesus glanced to him, just like the glance that Luke talks about it. It, it says it all. I'm here. You're going to be okay. You warmed yourself with the enemy, but today you're warmed by me. You know, the scene is set. The sin is undone. And, and, and Peter's life is redefined by another charcoal fire. Mm. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, or Jesus who set the charcoal fire. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, that, that to me is just so often, I think that's the glance that I often need. It's just that glance of, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You messed up here. You didn't do well here. But it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Beautiful. How about yourself? Mm, there's lots, lots of different passages and verses for different things. Um, and I think I said before that I, I like the Psalms. I find a lot of comfort in the Psalms. But I think one that's, that I've discovered in since COVID that I discovered um, that actually makes me smile a lot comes from the book of Daniel where the three young men have been sent into a fiery furnace for torture by Nebuchadnezzar and they start singing like a litany of blessings to God about all the elements of creation um, and almost sort of calling each one of those elements to sing um, and praise God. And because nature um, has been sort of that first place where I really – um, felt God's presence, encountered his presence, understood him. Like that's where I began. Mm. That always makes me smile. It just, yeah. And it's something that I turn to um, quite a lot when I'm out in, out in nature. Like I don't necessarily go to the exact words, but sure. that replica of, you know, bless the Lord and, you know, the sunset and the sunrise, bless the Lord and um, just yeah. whatever, whatever is around that and almost – calling to nature to do yeah. so with me like yeah. Yeah. yeah so i find a lot of joy and comfort in that yeah if the stars bless the lord so do we yeah 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 yeah, yeah. all right well that takes us to the end of that episode oh. so a truth beauty and goodness before we finish up okay uh so um for me it's a, a um and as I say this, I'm desperately hoping I haven't used it before. Um, but uh, for me, it's a, it's, it's a resource uh, written by Romana Gardini. It's called The Lord. And uh, it's, it's, it's one that I go back to frequently when I teach uh, because Romano is just so 
Um, he's just so accessible, but he's also so theologically sound. You know, sometimes you you in in the in the name of accessibility, sometimes we have the tendency to water down um, the theological accuracy of something. Romano is one of those rare guys who can go, I'm going to keep this entirely theologically accurate and also I'm going to make this accessible for men, women and children. Mm. It's like, well, that is an impressive human being. Yeah. Uh, so skill. Uh, it's called, this This book is called The Lord. It's a big book. Like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a, a short read, but it's not a slog. It's not like you, oh man, I've got to go back to this book. It's like, wow, I get to go back to this book. It's 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 really really captivating. cool, uh, very very captivating, and it it makes you think about the story of Jesus in ways that you haven't thought about it before. Mm. You know, it makes you consider Jesus from other from other other angles, and makes you think about the way that he interacted with people, and and it just it really moves the heart. So yeah, yeah, mm. I, I commend that to everybody. Yeah. 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 And totally makes sense why that would be a truth, beauty, and goodness for you. It's like one of your favorite books. It is. It is way <laughs> up there. It's it, it has never moved from my top five list. Other books have, have come and gone, but the Ooh. Lord has stuck there. There you go. Yep. There yep. you go. But uh, how about yourself? Truth, beauty, goodness. Mm, truth, beauty, and goodness for me is that uh, I have been able to onboard two new members for the Virtue Ministry team. Beautiful. Woohoo! Teresa McKendry and Grace Felto. That is awesome. Yeah, which has been so amazing. Like so amazing. I can't even. Awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, shout out to Teresa and Grace. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on joining what is an already awesome team. So, mm, and they're only yeah. going to help us do and, yeah. more work in the vineyard. Yeah. So, yeah, they've come with great skill sets as is. They're great human beings. Cool. They both. They're very different to each other, so we've got a good mix um, of people fantastic. on the team now, and yeah, it's just awesome. It's awesome. Rock on, ladies! Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Living Fullness. We will catch you again next week, and until then, all our love and praise. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you know that the Virtue Ministry team does speaking engagements? We do talks, workshops and keynote addresses at schools, retreats and conferences, both in person and online. We speak on character development, growth in virtue and relationships, and we are always open to speaking on a topic that you might need for your audience. Get in touch with Virtue Ministry through our website, virtueministry.org.au to make an inquiry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.